1: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun.
2: Slide onto this Thursday afternoon. Tony Gwynn Jr. alongside my co-host, Chris Ello, and the guy pushing all the buttons. Literally all of the buttons. Matt Scraby, another Gwynn and Chris ahead for you. We got a... Half show for you today, a little bit more than half of a show, because Thursday night football, I believe it's the Ravens and... Buccaneers. Buccaneers. So you actually get, you know, two teams that actually resemble a really good team. Do they? Uh, Good teams. Did you see the
1: Buccaneers play last week?
2: Well, I'm saying they have makings of being yes. a good team. I
1: have a feeling this is going to be a good game. It's
2: better than the games we've gotten the last two weeks. They That's have a the point I'm to trying to make.
1: have to for more than
3: three field goals, <laughs> which is what I think the Broncos gave us a couple of weeks ago. You guys
2: uh, <laughs> will get a chance to hear from Padres owner Peter Seidler. He joined Ben and Woods this morning, and uh, we have uh, some of his comments. Uh, John Heyman will join the show on the 3 o'clock hour. Of course, since it's Thursday, we do have our Gwen and Chris Pickham. Chris Ello currently ahead by, what, 8? Uh, eleven is
3: fifty-one to forty-two. Nine, a nine-point eight, lead. eleven nine somewhere in the middle. Week, yes, you so. did.
2: You had a uh, an upset pick.
3: Upset pick. Uh, the uh, Commanders over the Packers yeah. paid off for me last week. So we'll see how it goes I, today.
1: I
2: also, when we get
1: to that, or, or should we do it right now? I have a, I have a question for Chris about how he does his pick'em. Well, how I do my pick'em, and why? Do you really think there's a there's a pattern to when you send the odds Oh, when I send us. the odds to you. Okay. Um, what is, what is let, the pattern? Let, let's
2: go with... this <laughs> conspiracy theories. No, no there's
1: no conspiracy at all. I just want to know why that Chris is texting or even up thinking about a segment that's like 12 hours it is away. Pre-
2: it is pretty early. Yeah.
1: Uh, October 17th, 3.28 a.m. <laughs> uh, let me go to the next one. October 20th, 4.06 a.m. <laughs>
2: Is this is this before the swim or Three forty three
1: a.m. on Monday. Today
2: was it was a little later than that. Today three oh nine a.m.
1: this morning. Chris, can you explain? I've been meaning to ask you this for weeks. I I'm, I'm up. I don't know. I'm an old guy. I get up in the middle of the <laughs> night sometimes. I have nothing to do, how, so I I
3: go ahead and text out our picks, and then I go back to sleep.
2: How much? Okay, so how many uh, hours of sleep do you think I you I have? Get in no that? idea. You if know, if you just had to guess.
3: If I had to guess, I get about six hours total okay. of sleep every night. But it's never But it's never, never in straight through. Mm-hmm. It's never in a row. Okay, that makes sense then. I tend to wake up in the middle of the night. and When, uh, when you
2: get up, how long are you awake? Uh, it can be a
3: half an hour. can be 45 minutes. I do a lot of my work at that time. Go back to sleep. Uh, I work out in the middle of the night. Our so, brains are different. It's just a different deal. You know,
2: Scraby has one of these... Uh, have, have you always been like that? or no, Have you gotten older?
3: Absolutely nothing like this. The only,
2: as a matter of fact...
3: Uh, college days and beyond, I used to stay up till three in the morning and then I just go to bed and sleep through till 10 or 11 in the next morning. But now I go to bed around 11 and I usually get up around three and I don't have much to do. So I, I do work. Okay. That's, and that's it, fine. It's just something that I hope doesn't happen to everybody. But I think as you get a little older, you I don't know. I just wake up and, and yeah. rather than, you know, wrestling around Fight trying to fall it. back asleep, I just get up and do stuff. And, and I got some of my, uh, uh, San Diego State women's basketball notes done today for the upcoming season, and I tend to get a lot of work done at that time. So. And, then, and
2: then you, and, but you do end up falling.
1: Back I you go sleep. back to sleep. Okay, that's my that's biggest the good question.
3: news for me is that I'm able to go back to sleep two or three times. Actually. Do you dream
1: about whatever you worked on? Because I feel like if I woke up in the middle of the night and did like notes. I would probably dream about basketball or something. I have no idea what I dream about.
3: Uh, I what, dream about don't? getting away from you is what I dream about, mostly. I wasn't
1: saying that there was a problem or anything. I was just trying to find out why you were texting yeah, so that's, early. Yeah, that's
3: what happens. Uh, I don't stay up that late. Though, let's just be honest about that. I'm, I'm definitely already asleep, but I, I do get up. And people probably in my generation, some at least, probably know what I'm talking about. Huh. My wife gets up often during the night and she'll read and go back to sleep. I, I just think it's something that happens as you get older or I'm not You know the one thing that, that I find no. interesting is that scraby has got one of those um one of those watches, oh, oh, one yes, of those yes. uh, sleep super watches, watches yeah, sleep yeah. watches. It, it, yes, Fitbit. And it, it gives him a uh it gives him a percentage rating, uh, your sleep score. Thank
1: you. So like what did you get last night, Scraby? Do you I, know? I actually don't have it on today. It's oh. charging at home and I forgot it. But uh I usually get around a fifty to sixty percent sleep score, which is Is that good or it's average. It's average. It's it, average. It, I would meaning, probably
3: get like a seven.
1: Yes, they. You probably mine would be
3: awful, so I I don't have one
2: of those watches. It
1: takes your it takes your oxygen level, like your respiration, like when you're in REM sleep, you're getting more rest, and so your heart rate.
2: Yeah, that's the thing I've I, I read up on is that it takes like it's like three different phases of sleep, and, yeah, you, and you really sleep. need to be able yeah. to
1: get all of them. Yeah, in the nights that I don't get my REM sleep, I'm I'm learning I am really tired the next day. So yeah,
2: I don't get into that deep. I do know that if I don't get six, it's it's. It's... I can I can get through 5:45, but anything below that, it is a it's going to be a struggle, sauce baby. I just have no idea. I, I just don't. My wanna... watch my watch keeps track of that, so really? that's how I know. Yeah, I, I don't
3: want to know how badly I sleep because if I did, I'd probably be really concerned with my health.
2: That's a good so point. So
3: I, I just don't ever point. don't ever buy me one of those watches or,
1: <laughs>
2: or, or, or you know, even
3: think about it. because I, time... I don't want to know what my sleep score is. It's got to be off. <laughs> sleep score. It's got to be absolutely. <laughs> <off>. <laughs> right, let's, let's, Once,
1: let's. One time, one, what, what the watch did? Sorry, Tony. What the watch did was tell me that I don't have sleep apnea when everybody was telling me I have sleep apnea because I actually snorer? don't. Uh, yes, I, I'm snore, but I'm much better now that I've not. I stopped drinking. It's a different story. But they were all like, you should do the CPAP thing. So I tried it one time, and it was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever that, had that, in my life.
2: You know, I think a lot of times when you people are snoring, and, and it sounds like they've stopped breathing, that's when people <laughs> get concerned <laughs> and, and just assume you need yeah, a. you Has yeah. anybody you out see?
3: there ever gone one, to one of those, what is it, a sleep clinic or I've, something? A sleep study. I've a thought about it. sleep study? I have not. Why, why would you go somewhere where there's cameras on you and lights on you it would be weird you're plugged into equipment and there's wires coming out of your body <laughs> that's how that's much money and, sounds and, much like a hospital and the right guy, and then the guy comes in and goes okay please go to sleep now i'm like really <laughs> how am i gonna sleep now i'm, I'm in a horror movie right, right now. now i've got i'm hooked up to all these machines i have got 50 people watching me i've got cameras rolling point. I don't want to be part of this. There's any? I, I'm assuming some people out there have done sleep studies, but some I, have have to said do before, it, I have no interest in what my sleep numbers are because I know they're bad, so I just go ahead and get on through it. All
2: right. Well, we'll let you go ahead and get on through it. Let's get on to <laughs> Padres owner Peter Seidler. Uh, he spoke with Ben and Woods earlier this morning and a lot of questions. And uh, one uh, for him was, how did he evaluate? the season in 2022?
4: It really hurts more because we were so close. And I think um, the parallel is last year, we learned from it and um, ended up having the year that we just had, which was a roller coaster like they all are, but so many high moments. But now the challenge for us is to really learn from everything that happened this year. I mean, that's kind of a year-by-year thing, but you got to do it. You know, the baseball world changes fast. The business of it all changes fast. And, um, you know, here with the start of the World Series, free agency will be on us within a week or so on all the clubs. And we've got to really think through that. So we've been putting, you know, I think we uh, gave ourselves in the front office uh, a day... To just really feel awful, and while from, from my perspective, it hasn't diminished much. You know, when I when I, I think feeling the agony of defeat is a healthy thing. So we're doing two things at the same time: we're feeling that, but also we're back to work full speed, and um, have plenty of things to make decisions on that are important you know over the next um several weeks again free agency opens up the GM meetings in Vegas are right behind the, right around the corner and then um we're hosting the winter meetings in San Diego this year um which is the winter meetings are always great but when you get them in you know I think people like coming to San Diego for those meetings and we'll be a great host as always
2: yeah, so, I mean, it sounds like, uh, you know, Peter's feeling like it, like a lot of us are, right? Like, there's, it's, it's it sucks to lose. Yeah. Um, but certainly understanding that um, Padres are in a good place, Chris.
3: One of the things that uh, was interesting after the game on Sunday, my wife and I were watching the finish of the game, and, of course, the Phillies got the last out and were jumping around, and then they showed the shots of the Padre dugout, and pretty much to a man, all the Padre players were sitting up you know along the railing watching the Phillies celebrate and my wife said why do they do that why do they why do they put them th- through the selves through the hell of watching the other team celebrate I would want to get out of there but I think as Peter Seidler said you want to feel yeah. a little of that pain yep. you want to feel a little of that disappointment because that is what necess- you know generally motivates you for the following season you know you see what what another team got to do that you didn't get to do and you say hey what do I have to do to make sure I'm the one celebrating next year so you know he made that pretty clear and the other thing he said which I totally get is that it hurts more because they got so far yeah you know last season was really a disappointment no one's ever going to recall 2021 and go that's eh, a great season in Padre history it was a terrible season the uh they lost you know 34 of their final 46 games but at the end of that it's easier to To deal with, in a lot of ways, than it is to get all the way to the NLCS and come up short. So,
2: yeah, no, I don't think there's any question. You know, one of the other questions, obviously, is is Juan Soto, right? I mean, AJ Preller kind of alluded to it, um, wanting, wanting Juan for many, many, many years. Uh, he was asked on his plans for a possible Soto extension.
4: Yeah, and again, I'm not gonna. Negotiate in the public when it comes to Juan Soto or anybody else, but um, he's Juan Soto. <laughs> he is a great, great dude, um, a natural leader, an elite talent. He works as hard as anybody can work. And I think, as a matter of fairness, we need to let him get to know us in the organization, his teammates, his city. Um, and the discussions will happen when the time is right. Uh, He and his agent know darn well that we'd, you know, like, almost, you know, expect to have him here for more than the two remaining years. Um, But, you know, with with anybody, he spent his whole professional career with one organization, and then, you know, We traded for him and, and, um, you know, just to give him a little chance to breathe, I think is the, is the best thing. I I will tell you this, whenever he's ready, we are ready. Yeah.
2: Uh, I, I think ultimately that is what I was alluding to yesterday. Is that as much as you would want to bring him in for an extension, there is a, a a period of time where both sides want to get to know one another. Specifically, Juan Soto we wanted getting to know the city of San Diego and the people in the organization, because you know that's part of it. When you know it's, it, it, I know we often just look at the price tag, but a lot of times guys are weighing who who they're going to be dealing with on a consistent basis. Well, At least most guys do. Not all guys do. Some guys don't. <laughs> don't care. They just want the bag at the end of the day. But uh, I think that's what Peter's basically saying, like, give him some time to figure out if this is a place he he wants to be.
3: I think Juan Soto is definitely the kind of guy that uh, he's so talented. He's obviously going to have the he's going to hold most of the cards in terms of where he wants to play, because he can play pretty much wherever. I mean, if he calls the Kansas City Royals tomorrow and says, you know, after my contract's over, I've always wanted to move my family to Kansas City. The Royals aren't going to hang up the phone. So, you know, it's going to it's going to have to be a situation where he likes it here, his, you know, his family likes it here, he's he feels comfortable here. And, you know, I think he's going to need to have some success here. You know, I don't I think that's going to be part of it, Tony. He didn't he didn't necessarily play as well right as he had in Washington at, you know, down here at Petco Park. Now, you know, next year he could uh, you know, take off and become Juan Soto again and I think that would go a long way towards motivating him to want to stay. So, I don't expect him to make a move right away. Like they don't have to sign him this off season. It, right? it, it's not necessarily it financial, right? right? It
2: does, it's not necessarily financially the perfect timing, right? I mean. I don't
3: think it is for him either.
2: Right, exactly. It's not probably not for either party at this point. I, I, I think uh, there are some guys that come up through this process and are, are completely okay with going through the step-by-step process of year-to-year arbitration. And then maybe before that last year they decide, all right, I'm ready for a long-term deal. But I just think there's time. There's no need to have that conversation at this point because he's under team control. If, if you – if put it this way, if – there's a reason why you see these things staggered a lot of times. You may get two guys that sign at the same time, but oftentimes it's staggered so that some money's coming off the books when other money's coming on the books, and it keeps you from having an extraordinary high bill at this on the same year, right? Um, and so that that all weighs into the process a little bit. So you know, as when that time comes, I'm sure um, we'll get a chance to. Um, We'll get a chance to see that. We'll get a chance to see how that works out. All right, let's get to break. We've got more from Peter Seiler on the other end when we return. More Gwen and Chris.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.